Hello, writers. Welcome to the vast multiverse of my consciousness. <laughs> Today, I want to share about an amazing experience I had this weekend. So I literally just woke up a few moments ago. I have a bit of a headache, but it's from not sleeping enough. <laughs> and I explained why I didn't sleep enough, but I want to share the great experience I had while attending Screen Crafts Writer Summit 2021. So first of all, they did offer a summit last year online. And because of the pandemic, they made it affordable for everyone. So it was by donation. And I thought that was amazing. It meant I could attend, a lot of other people could attend, and it was on crowdcast.io forward slash screencraft, and I'll put that in the description of this episode so that you can click it, because some of the information you can still get access to if you pay a fee, and I think it's $5. It's still very affordable. But I attended last year because I had extra time and I was just literally starting to dive into my writing career because I had placed in competitions and I just wanted to further my understanding and growth. And I had placed in screencraft competitions, so that made me really focus <laughs> on screencraft. So um, last year was helpful. And so when I got the email notification for the summit this year, I definitely paid attention because it was so valuable last year. The thing was, I already had signed up for a class <laughs> this weekend. And so I was going back and forth in my mind about should I attend one over the other and which one is more valuable? I could not make up my mind, so I just decided I'm going to do both. So that's one of the reasons I'm tired. <laughs> I was taking an all day course and then I signed up for the Writer Summit's three day summit. So let's start with um, Friday. I'm going to go back to the website to see if I can log in. I don't think I'll be able to log in like I did before because they've closed it. Um, but I'll see. I'll see if it comes up at all. So it's not on Crowdcast this time around. It's on Hopin. And I don't know if I'll be able to find a um, link to, to share with you yet because the, um, the information isn't available for us, the people that attended. The, the recordings are not available to us. So I don't really feel like you can go to any link for me to share it with you. So that might come later on. So it was between April 9th and April 11th, between 10 and like six, okay? And I'm going to Friday schedule. It was the welcome session and orientation. That was actually really helpful because I had never been on Hopin before and you do have to navigate the system and a lot of people were still confused. 
mainly people were confused about where to post in the chat. It was going to like the main platform, not this. I think it was going to the stage, not the event, or it was going to the event and not the stage. And also the, um, the rooms, which I'll get into a little bit more. Some people didn't know that they were creating a lot of background noise to the point that we could not even hear the person that was speaking. Um, so I thought people would understand more about that <laughs> since we've had the pandemic and a lot of things are virtual, um, but not everybody understood it. And so they asked for feedback at the end and I did give them that feedback. The only other thing was I didn't get a notification that I got a private message from somebody. I had to constantly check it. There was a red dot that comes up, but it won't automatically show the message. You have to click, click, click back to get to the main page of the messages to find who DM'd you. So that was a little bit confusing because I never got responses from some people on Hopin, but I emailed them and they responded. And it's because they got the email notification. But anyway, those were just a few hiccups. It really was an amazing event. Um, so the orientation really explained a lot of things to help me better understand it and a lot of people even though not everyone attended it and there were still questions afterwards. But it was nice that they really put in that effort to clarify it for everybody because not everyone's tech savvy. I know I'm not. <laughs> but I was so happy that they put it online again and it was still an affordable price. There were coupons that went out um, to make it affordable. I believe the early bird price was 79 or 89. I'm not remembering exactly. And I believe the ending price was 113, but there were still like 10% off and 15% off coupons that I saw sent to my email. And also some people won the access. I talked to a student who I think was 17 or 18. I don't know. She's very young. <laughs> um, she said that she was gifted it through her school. So they just go above and beyond to really make it affordable for people. The in-person price is normally $650. I got an email comparing the prices and I was like, whoa, $650. But I can imagine, you know, you're renting a space. Um, you might have to pay people for travel to come and speak then pay them for their time. I, I know that it's more labor intensive. So, of course, it's going to cost more. But I hope that when they do it in person again, because I know it's still very valuable to do things in person, but I hope that they still have it virtually to a degree, like some people can live stream and some people can attend in person. I would love a hybrid, which now that I'm saying that, I'm just going to email them <laughs> to find out. Um, they also had a help desk virtually. And it was just so people could ask questions. And I thought that was also amazing. So they had booths, panels, um, social networking, and rooms, and the main stage. So for panels and the main stage, it was like the main event that they were putting on with whoever they were speaking with. And they had lots of people that they would bring on with video chat. You could not 
video chat with them on the main stage, but it was recorded. If you missed it, you could comment in the comment section. You were asked poll questions. There was a Q&A that you could post and they would um, read those questions and answer them. And they also had a live Twitter feed <laughs> to help people connect. Uh, so I thought that was amazing. Um, and you would also see a red dot over panels or stage when they were live so that you could attend. And they had a schedule so that you could see everything that was coming up and you could plan your day around it. But what I found out a little late was that they don't record the booths. And so on the second day, I made the, I made the decision to attend the booths rather than the main stage so that I could still get the recordings for things I miss, but some of the stuff in the booths was so valuable, I didn't want to miss it. Specifically the Coverfly booth. I kept missing it at first and I started messaging Mitch, being like, oh, can you answer this question? He's like, I'm just about to talk about that. Come back to the booth. And I was like, intending to come back, but there's so many things happening all at once that I kept missing it. And then eventually, yesterday, <laughs> Sunday, I got to be in the booth with him and he went over people's individual Coverfly profiles, really explained things in different ways to really help us receive the information, digest it and make it constructive so that we could change our profile. So I completely updated my profile. Profile. I didn't understand what the life experiences were, what we should put in them, how they would be helpful. He just, he went through everything. He was like, your profile picture should be across um, all of your domains so that it's recognizable to people. Um, and he was like critiquing different photos that people had. It, it, was, it was so amazing. So even though I updated my profile, I still think it needs to be changed <laughs> a little bit because I think I made it a little bit too wordy still. Um, but yeah, I was writing like a mad woman just to get all of his notes because I knew I wasn't going to be able to watch it back. So, you know, sometimes we're a little bit lazier when we know we can watch something back. Uh, we don't pay attention as much or we're not as invested. Not everybody, but some people. But I just was fully invested. He answered all of my questions and he was just very kind and offered a lot of extra time. He said, all right, I, I have 15 minutes and it went for an hour. <laughs> Literally. Um, I, even sometimes it went over an hour, but he, he's kept going. He was so generous with his time. And I found it to be one of the most <clears throat> valuable experiences of the summit. All right. So another thing that happened on Friday was career tools for writers. I attended that. It was definitely fascinating. The main person that jumped out to me on that one was Joey. Um, and then there was a Coverfly workshop, and then we went to genre mixers. So they would create virtual rooms where you could put on your video and your audio to interact with other people and share your love for the genre. So of course, I attended a horror and thriller one, and it was amazing. I loved it. Um, there was some issues with the audio, like I said earlier, but overall, people just wanted to connect. People just wanted to share. People were disagreeing, but not arguing. Ah, it was amazing to watch. And then I turned my video on 
And then, you know, when you're like joining 19 people, you're like, um, um, can I get a word in? So even though it's virtual, your social anxiety still comes up, but I was able to work through it and able to talk and people shared their email, their Twitter. Um, they DM'd me and I have messaged all of them. I don't have a list right in front of me of how many people I connected with, but on Twitter, which I just signed up for a day ago, well, two days ago, I have 20 followers and these are from people I connected with through the summit. And some of them didn't have Twitter. Some of them only had um, email. So I'm going to say maybe 25 to 28 people I connected with. And all of them have been super friendly, super kind, super helpful, and some very insightful. And so, ah, it the, the rooms, I loved it because you could hop from one room to the other. Unfortunately, they're not recorded as well because, you know, then you would have to give people consent to like record themselves and share it with other people. Um, so I understood not recording it, but there were so many rooms at, at certain points that I was like, where do I go? Um, yeah. And then um, I'm not going to read all that happened on Friday, but for me at the end of Friday, there was also uh, the social networking button and that allows for you to share your audio and video with one other person and you don't know who that person is until they pop up on the screen. It's not an industry um, professional that can like transform your career necessarily. It's like your peers. So that was fun. I didn't even know how it worked at first, but I just intuitively felt like this is the right time. So I clicked it and up popped a wonderful woman who I swear will just like my ex. I literally did a double take to see if I, if my mind was playing tricks on me, <laughs> uh, but she was a lovely woman and uh, we connected and it was interesting. The, the social networking button, because you get five minutes with people you can't extend. You get to choose if you want to share your contact information and there's a chat and you can see people's profiles. <laughs> right. Um, so every person except for one, that I connected with on the social networking button I got in contact with, or I had a lovely conversation with. And I think it was probably eight different people because I kept doing it after I got the bug of the first person. Because so if I had had a horrible experience with the first person, I might not have been that interested in doing it. But the first two people were amazing. And so I just decided to keep doing it. Um, and there was just one person who I didn't really vibe with. And they didn't really vibe with me. And that's fine. There's no judgment. There's no hard feelings. Uh, because I got so much in return. If everybody had been horrible, then yeah, I'd be sad. But if there's like one out of nine, then I feel like I'm winning. <laughs> okay. All right. So then the Saturday was a buttload of things. I can't even go over all of them. It was just so amazing. The main one that I wanted to attend was about uh, finding your voice as a writer. Or oh, was that on Sunday? The days are merging together. So what actually happened was 
I did not want to leave. And so I didn't get my lunch. <laughs> so what happened was I went into intermittent fasting. So I do that every once in a while. But because I was so engrossed in everything that was happening, I just defaulted to fasting. And what happens is I get a boost of energy from fasting. So after the end of the event, I was still juiced. I was still, woohoo. And so I decided to watch something. And I, I Googled what to watch, what's new that's out there. And eventually I stumbled upon them. I did not watch any reviews. I never do that. I think it's annoying to get other people's opinion before I form my own. So I love Lena Waithe. And so I watched one episode and then I was like, I'm just binging it. Oh, yes. I binged it all in one night. So I watch things differently. I don't just watch the whole thing. I will skip when I know what's going to happen or I feel like too much time is being put on like getting an emotional response from me that I'm not willing to give because uh, it is horror. <laughs> oh, yes. There was one part where I literally jumped. Um, I thought it was really well done with the um, the spooky bits. But literally, I was in the bed watching it. And I looked around in darkness. I was like, you, you, you know what, I, I shouldn't have watched this when I'm all alone at night. <laughs> uh, so literally, I was like, okay, I'm not gonna be able to sleep after I watch this. Luckily, I was, but I definitely had some anxiety. For those of you who didn't like them, I can understand the triggering because I did have a moment. I fast forwarded through it. Um, the moment where it's back in time with the Amish people and the African American characters are have their eyes. I, I don't want to spoil it too much, but basically, if you watch the whole thing, you might be triggered by that episode. I don't even remember which episode it was because it all blurred together. But after I watched it, I was just a little bit unsettled because I don't like being like jarred that much. And because um, I'm African American, it it struck me in a different way. And then I Googled it and I saw all of the backlash that she's getting. So I don't think it warrants such a harsh backlash. I just feel like the time wasn't right with everything that's still going on in the world. Um, and some would argue that it's never right. It's never the right time. All I know is that I definitely understood where people were coming from. Overall, I still like the series, just the absence of that one episode where it's quite gory. Um, but it just made me think about some of my scripts that are very, very jarring and polarizing and how I haven't felt like it's the right year for it to be produced. So then it makes me kind of happy that I'm new. I don't even think next year will be the right year. I'm thinking 2023, 2024 the collective consciousness might be in a better place to digest my type of storytelling. Anyway, um, because I watched that into the wee hours of the night and I had disruptive sleep, um, I think maybe I got four or five hours of rest. And then the next day, 
Sunday, I was doing both. I was doing the other class on um, investigations, and that was between 10 and like 5.30. And then ScreenCraft was between, I think, 9.30 and 6 or 7. Let me see if I can find that. I'm not seeing it right now, but um, it was hard. <laughs> Paying attention to something that's very in-depth that was being taught by a Black police officer and then still trying to attend the panels on the main stage, get to some of the rooms, social network, attend the booths. Woo! It was a lot. And out of all the days, I feel like I missed out a lot more on Sunday, but I kind of, I just surrendered. I knew that was going to happen because who can really take two classes at once virtually and experience the full measure <laughs> of all of them, but they were recorded. So I'm going to go back to the stages or sorry, the um, panels recordings and review those and take more notes because some of it was so amazing. And I cannot express just how amazing it was to get access to industry professionals and be able to have them see your face, hear your voice, know your name, address you by name, ask you, ask a question that they are happy to answer. I felt so seen, so heard, so, so much like I belonged right? When you're trying to break into an industry, you feel like a foreigner, an alien. And I felt the opposite this time around. I felt like I was, I belonged because everyone was so willing to support and connect. So here's my suggestion. If you're going to attend, make sure you have your social media because <laughs> I did not have LinkedIn and I did not have Twitter. And it's because I just really started. Um, really, 2020 was just me trying to cope with everything that was going on and learn the craft. And 2021 has been me trying to take it to the next step of connecting with people, finding a manager, potentially getting something produced. Uh, so it's just, it's, it's just different <laughs> for me. Um, right now compared to where I was before. But I would encourage you to have LinkedIn and Twitter and your email. So and maybe the IMDB so that you can connect with people you have something that you can offer them to connect outside of the platform. Um, only if people are willing, don't spam people. Um, some people at websites, which I thought was nice. Um, someone did mention in Coverfly, I think it was Mitch, that he doesn't really recommend having a website because then you have to drive traffic to it. And it's better to just go to platforms where they spend millions to drive traffic. Um, I thought that was a good point. But I still liked seeing some people's websites. There's like three. There was one woman who teaches um, science in, in scripts. <laughs> there is another person who was a producer and director. Um, and there's another one that was a novelist and also a screenplay writer. And both of the, all three of them had um, 
websites that I was able to go on and I just got to know them more and their voice and their style through their website. So there's still benefit, but just be ready to connect. I believe it was Stephen DeBose um, who said, it's not just about having your foot in the door. And I retweeted this. It's about what your what your foot is like, <laughs> you know, basically, he says, it's not just about getting there. It's about being prepared to take advantage of the opportunities that happen when your foot is in the door. So improve your pitch, uh, improve your log lines, um, just improve, improve so that when you are in front of that person, you can express yourself so well that they remember you. And that's where I feel like I need to focus more on right now. With the invaluable experiences I've heard of how people take their career to the next level, I'm just going to ride the wave of the inspiration from the summit to really go out there and do more. So I did, like I said earlier, update my Coverfly profile. I got two additional social media accounts, but I also went over my screenplays again. Specifically, uh, Karmic Bait, I went over again because there was this part that kept standing out to me. So I went over that and updated it. I also updated Pets and Pandemics and BTW, I'm an Alien. I'm so irritated with myself (laughs) because there were errors in it again that I thought I corrected, but they were not corrected. So there was an error with me not finding how Celtics was adding continued. And so then when I found that issue, I corrected it. I thought I did, but it was just doing continued twice. So it's say Travis Nori, continue, continue. And I was just like, oh my God. So I also had a new part to an argument from listening to other people and being inspired. So I added that too. I found another misspelling, which really irritated me because I thought I had proofread it so many times that there weren't any other errors. But I updated it and I resubmitted it to Screen Crafts Fellowship. I don't know if it's too late if they've already seen all the errors, I'm really irritated that I didn't spot them earlier, but at least I've made the corrections now. So I updated the drafts of Karmic Bait BTW. And when I get my feedback from Barnstorm on Ghostly Ghoul Family 1, I will update that one on Coverfly. Just because I didn't realize how good it was that I placed in certain competitions and how other people have really leveraged those to get their films produced or find representation. Because um, I, I I placed as a second rounder in AFF, Austin Film Festival last year. And one of the speakers was talking about how some of the second rounders had their scripts produced. So it just was very inspiring overall. I honestly loved it. I love that it was three days. I love that we had so many speakers. I love that there was so there was so much content, even though the booths weren't recorded. And I feel like some of that information's lost forever because I couldn't attend all of them. But then there's next year. 
hopefully. Um, and also ScreenCraft was retweeting people if they mentioned it, which just gave more access to other people that wanted to connect. So it was just a lovely experience. If you attended, feel free to let me know. I will post the pop-in URL because I found it. I don't know if it will work for you if you don't have an account, but you can take a look at it. So that's all for today. Um, I will probably be referencing the summit in future episodes because it's just been so honestly <laughs> amazing. Um, so I will be referencing it and I just really want to promote it to people because when you're starting, it's so confusing, but ScreenCraft made it easy. So that's it for now. I'll talk to you later.